Hello and welcome back to Unpaid Movie Critics. Woo to the who, everyone. I know the three of you were waiting with bated breath for our new installment. Mom, hi. I'm here with the illustrious, the incomparable, the incomparable, the eventful Miss Becky Fixel, part of the Detroit Film Critics Association. Is that right? Society. Whatever. It's all the same. It's in Detroit. I mean, you and know. Mike, my hype man. Yes, that's it. That's all I go by. That's Mike, Mike my hype man. man. That's it from now on. But now, Mike, what's happening in LA? Are you having any events? Anything going on? Uh, yeah, you know, things are starting to open up a little bit. Um, okay. It's really kind of cool. Uh, that's actually, there's a lot more QA starting to pop up with award season coming in. Um, I'm a member of a few different guilds, so we so what are, you are starting crap to get about the film critics stuff. If you're part <clears throat> of guilds, aren't you? That's receiving... not crap. That's that's honoring. Oh, that's I mean, like okay. When I hair. salute, I salute you with your new hair, and I <laughs> salute you for being in any associations. Trust me, it's hard to get into anything. So it is. Um, I, you know, even I remember when I got into SAG all those many moons ago, I was very excited and I was like, yay, I'm in SAG. And then when I got the TV Academy, I was like, oh my God, I'm in the TV Academy. And then, you know, on and on and on. So, and then, so how many are you in? You're in SAG, you're in the TV Academy. What else? Uh, it's SAG after a TV Academy. I'm in, uh, well, in the PGA. And then I was in, um, I was in, uh, the, uh, film independent as well okay so, and... so we get a lot and then i have friends too so my friends who are in what i'm not in we all kind of like would you want to go see out. this i'm like no yeah i'm like i don't want to see that i don't care i don't care and then or, you have it, it's true it's like you know you have to understand it's la so you know everything is everything and yeah it's like do we leave the house that's the question well yeah but at least you have great weather no matter when you know whenever you decide storming Really? It's storming the past few days. It's been really nice, actually. It's been kind of overcast, fun. So it's you're getting Seattle. I feel like, like it's Michigan Falls, the nice gray. Yeah, I love it. We went to. I saw garbage in a more set on Wednesday, and that was a lot of fun. I saw. I saw the pictures that were posted, and jealous dream show. I just don't know. I mean, I can sit in a movie theater just fine, especially when there's like it eight was of a us. lot. But that's a lot of people. It was a lot. And, it, you know, I, I being in public again, I realized, oh, wow, I don't like people. Mm-hmm. So it was really fascinating to rewatch people again. And I'm sitting here going, these people are lucky I can't kill people with my brain because I would just be stopping people for no particular reason. So I'm like, sit you... down. It's garbage. Shut up and listen. I mean, that's, right. I was very upset. Well, I mean, that's not what and you a lot do. is too. It was like, just stop talking. Just enjoy the talk, experience. Go have a burger. Yeah. I'm like, You've had know. a year and a half. You couldn't do this. Just enjoy it now. Right? Like, come on. That'd be you nice. Know. But what kind of like COVID procedures? Did you just have to show your vaccine card or anything? Yeah. They made us show a vaccine card or mm-hmm. a test within the past 72 hours. But now LA might be passing a mandate where it's like you have to have the to card inside. to do anything. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It is, but... I mean, here the numbers are still going up again. And then some of the screenings, one of the uh, networks sent out something yesterday that we have to show a vaccine card and a negative test for any screening. So any screening for that place, we have to get a test for. 
That's so stupid. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'll do it because it's the job, but I'm like, wow, you know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I it mean, is... unless Daniel Craig is going to be standing there doing meet and greets, I don't know if I feel like that's to see a movie. I could just watch that at home. Right, and some of them are going to be released on streaming networks anyhow. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, I but <clears throat> we're digressing. We as should we definitely do. get to, as we always do, as the two of you listening know. Um, so we just I'm lost not, a listener, um, according to you. Oh, I know. Well, they're dropping like flies. That's what happens. Uh, so we're talking about two different movies today. Two very different movies. Actually. Very different movies. Um, you're not going to like my and, opinion of yours. I, if you don't sit there and say it was changing your world, I don't know what I would even consider real opinions um but let's start with yours but, but then we're going to talk about the, our love of keanu reeves later on which makes me very excited because yes it's something i always want to talk about so let's start with stranger becky's choice was stranger than yes. fiction which is and i forgot what our what our choices were this week like what if we choose these there was no theme it was just movies we just chose movies so cool stranger than fiction right. and then dazed and confused um yes stranger than fiction Will Farrell in a non-Will Farrell role plays an accountant, yes. very much non-normal role for him, plays an accountant for the IRS who hears a voice narrating his life that's actually directing his life. And when he finds out that he's has an untimely death in the future, kind of starts redirecting his life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the cast in this movie is fantastic. I mean, like we yep. said, it's already very much not his typical type role but you know emma thompson dustin hoffman has queen latifah which i absolutely love mm-hmm. her in pretty much everything um and then maggie gyllenhaal are the main people and it's always just a quirky movie but it's that whole kind of self-aware movie thing that i like and coming from a writer's perspective but it brings up those kind of ethical questions too if you know is she directing his life or just kind of got a view in and can see that character in her head and sees his life so yeah you know i remember when this first came out and i saw it and i was oh that was cute i didn't really think much of it i still don't but um it was not that i say i didn't like it you know what i'm saying but it's not one of those movies that stick with you for the for except for you um for anybody else um i'm already getting angry about days to confuse so i should paraphrase uh-huh but no it's good honestly it's a cute movie it's it it's, is a, it's cute a cute beginning to end uh emma thompson i thought who always is amazing uh i thought she added a lot to that role i thought if it was somebody else it wouldn't have been as powerful because she she has that way about her that you really feel for what she's going through um will ferrell was really good um in the non-will ferrell role thank god yeah um well, yeah there's like i said there's very few of his other roles that i mean none of them would i run to the box office to see something he's in except talladega nights which is genius i mean it's okay so i'll come at you like a spider monkey brilliant but it's i'm all not... hopped up on mountain dew notice i quoted lines that he did not say just putting it out there there is that too you know he's good in those roles but he's not always the highlight and i mean there's just really right. cute and quirky moments in this movie and you yes. know 
And it's got a decent message to actually go out and live your life. Don't just do the expected every day. So yeah, and I really liked I liked a lot of it. I mean, rewatching it was kind of funny. I thought in my head, I was like, you know, I can get a pass on this one. I don't have to rewatch it. I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, ah, I feel bad because the fixel, she's gonna yell at me mm-hmm. and she'll know. Mm-hmm. She's the fixiest, she's the fixiest fixel of uh-huh. all the fixels. And so uh still mad about it. It's confused. Um, so uh, but then I was like, no, I gotta watch it. And I I I actually really enjoyed it. It was really fun. And the one besides Emma Thompson, what really struck me as well was one, how much I dislike Maggie Gyllenhaal. Really? Two, I like her in this role. She's fine. Okay. I don't think she adds anything to any role she's in. And I think I would have liked their relationship more if it was somebody else. Well, it was it was a mismatch relationship. I mean, there's, you know, was, look at it yeah. and like, there's no way he would ever land her in any world. You know, I, the only thing yeah. is like intelligence level because she is smart and, you know, and he is obviously smart to almost a fault, you know, that's about it. But she, that character is beyond something that an accountant for the IRS would generally go for. Well, true. And I mean, it, it, it did, it was right. I just, I don't know, the whole time I was trying to recast the role into someone who I thought I would actually have more of a connection with, mm-hmm. I think is, is what I was thinking. Um, her alone, just everything I've seen her in, from Donnie Darko to Batman to, uh, there was another movie I saw her in and I was like, oh my God, please leave the screen. Um, you really it, do it not always, like her. No, I really don't. And it was like, wow, I dislike this person. Um, See, and that's kind of how I feel about Ben Affleck, but we'll get into him in a little bit. So. I understand that, actually. I can get that. Um, she, yeah, so she kind of bugged me and the relationship felt, because of her, I had a hard time getting over that. And that was my own prejudice, to be completely yeah. frank. But. Overall, I thought it was a really cute movie. I thought it was really well written. I thought Dustin Hoffman added a lot to it as well. Someone else of lesser quality talent Probably wouldn't have done done well. Done, done as well. That's a hard part. He doesn't really have a lot to go on. There's no backstory for his character. He's just a right. professor. But he added a lot of gravitas to that role. And that actually really helped sell the whole story. And I mean, he had someone, she had someone, and it was like these two dual stories at a certain point coming together. And she didn't control everything. She didn't have any control over Dustin Hoffman's character. Right. And she didn't have, she didn't have control over him in a lot of ways because there was a lot of things that he did that she didn't write. Right. And I liked that. And so in a way, you never really know if she's narrating his life or if she's controlling his life through the narration. And that I kind of like, I like the ambiguity of that. And the ending I thought was adorable. Yes, it is. Um, when she's, I mean, not to spoil the ending, but whatever. Spoil the ending from a it, 2006 movie. But you know, people complain. Stop whining like a child. Yes. So one thing too is the um, the graphics and how they use, I mean, just the watch part, but whatever, but like some of yeah. the graphics as they splash up and how they use that to help drive the story was fun. 
So it's a lot it's different. Really I mean, we see it later now in like Baby Driver, they do similar type things, but they didn't really yeah. use graphics other than to blast whatever city they're pretending to be in in a movie across the screen. So right, and I I thought it was really well done, and I thought I thought the whole thing was there was no there wasn't a missed opportunity. I thought they really did a fine job, and it really sold the ending when she was yeah. like, you know, she she sacrificed her book basically mm -hmm. because in the story they said uh -huh. uh, she couldn't do it, and that's what she had writer's block for ten years because she couldn't kill this character, and finally she's like, isn't isn't it, I would sacrifice this being my best novel of all time and a classic because the world would be better with this a type of person like this in it. Yeah. And I thought that was just really sweet. And on everybody's end, he was willing to sacrifice himself. She was willing to sacrifice herself. And that was really sweet. Yeah. And I, I think it, in that respect, it, this should have been a bigger hit. And I think it should still resonate a little bit more. For some reason, I don't know why it doesn't. Even now, I'm like, I don't know why it didn't and doesn't i don't think it'll be a one i watch again for another 15 years possibly until you make <laughs> and so... it's probably one that we'll put on in a couple months again because it's just one we like and occasionally if we don't have anything else to watch we'll just put on one of those movies so right it's really interesting um but yeah i really did enjoy it it was fun to go back and i i, I suggest people see it it's really a good movie to watch these times i think especially that we all become so jaded and Mm -hmm. angry with our neighbors for no reason and we're looking for reasons to segregate ourselves and i think this movie kind of doesn't do that it kind of says hey get out of your box and see other people and, and see their get perspective out there and you know give of yourself for betterment of others you know yeah i i really enjoyed that that was great you don't really see that a lot no um especially now everyone's right. really cynical so oh hmm. uh, look at you little rain of sunshine <laughs> So yeah, so there's a so sunshine. little bit of sunshine and a little quirky movie for you that you'd never wanted to yeah, see no. again. Look at that. Now I, know, I forgot that it existed. Well, well, that's what you and I told Jason that and he started laughing. He's like, how? How? And I went, it's a movie we enjoy and we watch all the time. But as we've already proven, I mean, we're on episode three of this, and we have very, very different taste in movies very different taste when it's funny too because as a writer because i've been you know writing a lot over the pandemic obviously uh, that you know but mm -hmm. the two people listening might not know except for my mom thanks mom um <laughs> she, it, it also gave me a different perspective and it's funny because i do i tend to like my characters a lot there are some writers who are like oh no you need to sacrifice characters i have a hard time sacrificing characters Right. Um, and I say that now I'm looking at my horror movie when I was like, I butchered everybody, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but so it just, it is funny. Like when you kind of look at it, you're like, yeah, you know, it's tough when you do yeah. that and you fall in love with the character and how to, how to handle it. But, but I think it's a good experiment for you too. If we are working on different movies and watching ones that we wouldn't usually watch, it might spark something else for your next script. Right. It's you never know, honestly. Like, it's funny. Certain things spark certain things. Like some idea that someone had the other day, and I was like, I'm stealing that. See, <laughs> see. But you don't know. Like, it's like, oh, that was a good idea. It'd be a funny, weird, little, stupid movie. Right. Um, which apparently is what I like to do. Yay! That's good. <laughs> so your choice, oh. your <clears throat> choice of the week, sir, was Dazed and Confused. And now, when I watch this. I had seen it before, but it's been years. So mm -hmm. 
it was when I probably right after high school when I saw it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's been 20 years, but my defenses are up. I'm just putting that on there right now. I know. I'm just saying you can put those defenses up. So set the movie up. Tell me what, tell, tell our two listeners what this is about. <laughs> well, mom, so Dazed and Confused <laughs> is a seminal, it's a seminal 1970s film that is basically a slice of life about the last day of school going into uh, summer. Uh, you have a group of, and it's several different groups. You have the popular kids, the dorky groups, the, 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 um, grade school kids and freshmen going into high school so it's coming of age and what the kids do and all of that and it's all basically one night and it culminates in the big party so basically a modern adaptation of that would almost be like book smart did you see that one came out um 2019 i think I don't know if i'd say i did see i mean I same say similar idea What's similar that? idea similar idea poorly executed but yes i saw it See, I liked Booksmart. So I'm going to tell you. I didn't say I didn't like it. I, I just don't think you can compare the two. Okay. Well, all right. Similar, very similar, but different eras. How's that? So my issue with this movie, I'm going to tell you, this, and yes, you can have all your defenses up you want. Watching mm -hmm. this movie, besides Ben Affleck, although him getting that moment where they take revenge on him was perfect. Perfect. Because that's, that's the move or the moment I've always wanted to see. Like, I like Brad Pitt, but I enjoy watching movies where he's getting hit. So whatever that has to say about anything, I really enjoy those. Um, a lot of people do. Right? And I don't know why. And I don't dislike him. Ben Affleck, eh. This movie to me was like watching all of the kids that I hated in high school. Every single one of them. You have the popular kids, you have the jocks, and it's... Yes, it's a moment in their lives and it's in the 70s, but the amount of the hazing and, you know, yeah, we all drank and did whatever back then, you know, whenever we graduated, but mm -hmm. the amount of the hazing and stuff, I kind of had this thought, I'm like, this is supposed to be 1976. These people are the ones that would be running our country right now. And that could explain a lot. So, <laughs> you know, it, but to me, like watching it, it focused so much on the popular people and the hazing and all of that stuff. I was just like, yeah, those are the people I hated. So I had that, for me, it was a disconnect. I would have been more the band nerd and, you know, that side of it. And yeah, you have that You're, one... you're more of the Anthony Rapp, Andy, uh, Andy Goldberg, yeah. uh, Marissa Rabisi. They didn't really line. have like a good story for those three, three. They were just here and there in pockets. They're in pockets. So for me, and I almost pulled the oh yeah I can skip it thing too so just so you know <laughs> it almost happened but I did watch it but it, it to me it was just I don't know it was just not the people that I would ever want to be around so for me it was kind of like eh, you know unrelatable hmm. that's interesting because one of my favorite movies of all time mm -hmm. um, Matthew McConaughey is so pitch perfect it's not funny like that, this is the movie that made Matthew McConaughey yes. a star. Yes. And you see why. I mean, this is where it just keep living. He, you know, when he signs autographs, he puts JK out just for that because of this movie. Um, th this movie, there's just something about it that is so resonant to me. To me, 
I guess. And a lot of people because they but still, you were more you know, it's still extremely popular. School, right? Oh my God, please. I was a dork. Well, you still are, but I mean, I know. <laughs> you were in football. You were in. No. No. I played hockey. I played hockey, but um, I didn't. Uh, it wasn't high school. It was earlier. I, 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 I was, I, I, I transitioned into drama club. Okay. When it was high school. So the hockey went away to piss off my father but so I mean honestly it, it, when it comes to relating the thing that I liked were the two freshmen they were mm-hmm. just dorks basically going into freshman year the girl and the guy he's who out who who is everyone's kind of those are the two people that are kind of like they're parlaying into this world and I think growing up I always had people who were older that okay. kind of like took me under the wings I was always a shy kid which is shocking because I could give two shits about anything right now Although, um, which I will say, ironically, in your relationship, as much as I know you talk, you are not the talkative one. So. No, I, 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 I unless I have something to say, yeah. that, that's the funny thing. I don't talk unless there's really something to say. And then I'm like, oh my God, everyone shut up. But then when it's just you, you are the talkative one. So Right, because then it's more of an interpersonal kind of thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel the need to never to be the talkative one in a room like there are people who feel like they have to be that person and I'm not that that guy people who were older that kind of took me under the wing whether it was friend sisters who always wanted to hang out with me or friend brothers who were like come on let's go do this I had that a lot so when I saw you know watching this it was like those the two characters I related to because they brought them with them and you know did fun things and uh you know introduced them kind of like to this world um to set them on their way i had that a lot um so and being the freshmen you know how mm-hmm. they were like you know kind of like oh this sucks and lame and they kind of like take revenge on so, everybody yeah. for the hazing and she does stand up and you know decide that she doesn't they both do yeah the girl and, the, and, the, and the other guys yeah um, one thing that kind of struck me is Mitch, the freshman coming in. When I look at his style, the first thing that went in my mind was like, is that who they based um Joseph Gordon Levitt's character off in Third Rock? Because he has the long probably at that time. Yeah, I was like, that outfit, yeah. everything. I was like, wow. Yep. I'm like, that's a throwback. Yeah. And a lot of this movie, the fun thing is, even though you hated it. Um, I didn't say I hated it. I I just don't know that I would watch it again. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Mm. A lot of the movie was improv. Yeah. Like they had a, they had a template and they did a lot of just like, let the people do what they want to do. And the cast of this movie, I mean, my God, you had Cole Hauser, Rory Cochran, who is in everything. You just don't know it. Parker Posey, who is, this is my favorite Parker Posey of all the Parker Posey's. Really? This Party Girl. Mm-hmm. Really? Some party yeah. girl, my two favorite Parker Posies. Why? Why is because this she just she just plays that plays tyrannical bitch so well. I mean, and she's just like amazing. I would totally be friends with her because it's fun. Like it, it it's like that would be the fun person to hang out with, and she would torment you all the time. And at the same time, you kind of love it because she's fun at the same time. There are there are those little moments behind her eyes you can look at it. And she's such a good actress. Um, she's not doing it for no reason. She's a bitch, yes, but oh, absolutely. There's also that glint of there's that glint of fun that if you were her friend, it would be fun. 
Like there would be fun. She would have friend. fun. You would have fun together. Yes. You'd have fun together. If you weren't her friend, you'd be horrified. Yeah. But if you were her friend, I mean, I'd be her friend. Yeah. And so she'd be, be okay. somebody that I would purposely avoid. So. Right. But again, different thing, you know, gay male, totally different perspective. Yeah. Because she'd be the person, she's the, she's that one of those women that I've had, I've been friends with for all these times. Like well, yeah. they, they always kind of, there's, you know, there's, there is something they love about, that. It's different relationships. There is something about gay guys and bitchy friends. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because it's hilarious. Like we have a good time with it. We can play yeah. with it. And it's not personal because there's no we banter back and forth. We can banter back and forth and there's nothing there. It's great. I love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, oh, besides them, Ben Affleck, which we've already mentioned. Um, then you also have Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a pretty stellar cast. Mila Jovovich in one of the smallest roles of her life, who basically sits in the corner playing a guitar and then stops. Um, but and, and smokes a little getting, bit. That's about it. Yeah, smokes a little bit and she's out. Um, but she made the poster. Right. Well, um, her name. Yeah. No, her picture. Her picture on the poster. Oh yeah, but doesn't want her name at the time want that she brought people in, or was she still too new? She was too new. No, I think she was too new. I okay. mean, no one. They didn't really. I knew none of. Them, None of them had the huge names. I would say at that point, Parker was probably the biggest star. I mean, Joey Lauren Adams being in a small role too. Now I like her. Before Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, I'm just looking in my head going, there are so many people in that movie. I've been working on a cast poster of this movie to get it signed for like, I don't know, 10 years. Jason London, obviously being in it. Um, you know, there's just such, it's such good names and it really is. It does. It, it's funny because it's based 1976. It's very 1976, but it is quintessential nineties for some reason. Yeah. And because, well, all nineties. It, it's those movies. Time. Cause they can get made yeah. like nowadays. I don't even think if he pitched this movie, it, it could get made. No, probably not. You know, and Richard Linkletter could probably get anything greenlit. I mean, he did the, the sort of spiritual sequel, um with everything everything i'm seeing the poster in my head and it was actually a really good movie but it didn't have it wasn't this but tyler heckling was in it from king wolf um and it was really good so if you if you want to check that out it was really good but um yeah dazed there's something about it it brings you to a, it it brings me to a lot of memories from that that point of my life not yeah, the hazing part because that never well, no, but just relationally, like of, like of what yeah. what would have happened. Yeah, that stage, I guess. And I think, I think the good thing that Richard Linklater did for a lot of people, he made these characters that there's always someone you could relate with, and there was always an entry point, which I thought was really well done. Except for you, who is like, I need someone with multicolored hair who <laughs> in the seventies gets people to salute me, to salute me. On a constant and or daily basis, that's why. Yes. I'm still no. angry about the fact you didn't like it. Ah, yes, but you know I don't have to like everything that you like. That's the joy. I, I you know, it's funny because out of the three movies we've done, two have been with Parker Posey. I know. Un, un, unwittingly. And, well, whatever you choose uh, for me for next funny. week, no Parker Posey movie. Yeah, I got to think. Like I know, I haven't even thought about it yet. I, I haven't thought about it, but I'm, I'm already like, I need to go to classics because I'm like, if you didn't like Dazed and Confused, I'm just 
destroyed in some level inside. <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those things. You know, it, it really does though. That movie just has so much resonance for so many people. And I think that it's uh it's interesting those coming of age films that that when they when they hit right and they hit that emotional chord and they do people really attract like heathers let's say for example i love heathers one of my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time it's it's honestly i wish i could write something that dark which i mean i guess i could but it's my movement actually the bunny script is is, it's in darkness tone it's kind of like that but it has a little more froth um that movie i i I just every time I, i look at it in awe and i'm like that's amazing that they got this made every time I mean, well, not every he time. blows himself up yeah. and she lights her cigarette on his blown up body even though you can't see it yeah thank you lord and and it's that one of those all the misfit weirdos, kind of weirdos teenage angsty thing and jason has his mad nights and i'll put that one on and then i put on another sometimes it's moulin rouge sometimes it's Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. or something loud or whatever. Um, but those are the ones that I tend to go back to. And I've watched yeah. Heather a couple times a year. I never saw the remake. So um, it was a series. Yeah, I never saw TV. That. I, you I don't just, need to. I did. It did not appear. I watched me. it. I watched it for the world. No one else needs to see it. The only positive, and I will say, <laughs> since we're talking about Heather's, which we, again, digressing into a whole other thing, which we could talk okay. about this forever. The, the only good thing about that was um, they showed the original ending and they did the original ending. And the original ending um, that Mark, I think it was Mark Waters that wrote that, he had the whole thing, everyone dying, the school blowing up and okay. then being trapped in purgatory. And they were in purgatory and they wouldn't let, um, I believe it was DJ, uh, Christian Slater's character in. So he was always on the outside watching it and he couldn't get in. Way too dark. They couldn't get away with it. I mean, still dark what they did. Yeah. But they blew up an entire school. I mean. But it was more, um, it was dark. It was more kind of popcorny dark. It was enough that they could get it through. And this new end, the ending, the original ending of the film, I thought, um, I mean, not the original, but the actual released ending, I thought actually worked better. Yeah. This, the series itself, it wasn't very good. The actors, it just didn't have it. You know, there was just something about the time. It was too glossy. They didn't know what to do. It, it, they tried to make it, you know, social media kind of kills a lot of stuff when they have to incorporate it. Well, that and I mean, no, I'm saying it's also trying to update it for the current times. And you also have a huge fan base it's, for the original one. It's really it's a hard balance. It's a hard balance. And they tried. It wasn't terrible, but you don't need to see it. I never because, you know, it. honestly, the original uh, Heather McNamara and then that poor, that poor actress. I mean, she passed away so early. Um, she was so good. And she was that quintessential person being the blonde and the, you know, when she dies, you're like, boom. You right. Know? And, 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 you know, and the football players and, and all of it down the line, like, I love my decade, son. I mean, it was just it, genius for that time. It, it's basically teenage angst played out on screen. It's what you want mm-hmm. to do, but you can't do because society won't allow it. So, you know, or laws for that matter, you know, <laughs> well, that's part of society, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, and that's one of those, 
ones that I'll always go back to. Jason could care less. He never needs to see that one again. But I'll put mm. that one, The Craft, a bunch of others from, you know, around that time, those kind of darker mm-hmm. movies, especially this time of year. I enjoy those. So. Yes, I concur. Um, all right, so let's move on. I mean, Becky didn't like Dazed and Confused. I think she's crazy oh, and smoking some some crack rack, but that's all right. Or maybe um, I haven't. Maybe <laughs> I should have been dazed and a little bit to enjoy it. And the funny thing is, I love all these things about pot smoking, and I hate smoking pot. What is that? I don't know. Like, one of my favorite shows is Weeds. Mm-hmm. You would think I'm a stoner. I, I hate it. I, I don't. I don't like it. But I love the show. Are you a little bit too much of a control freak? A little bit, which ironic is because you are type A. So as an FYI, I just like to point out, Becky, when we started this idea for the three of you listening, hi, Grandma. (laughs) Um, So There goes my hype, man. (laughs) Becky's like, here, I made a schedule and a chart and we can do all the subjects and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, let's just- No, (laughs) just no. 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 Let's just do it. Let's have a good time. And you she's like, I can see, I can <sighs> see it happening. And that brought me even more joy of the twirling of the brain. Like, but we have a plan, we have a chart. I made a chart. Oh but that's how oh. I run my my site and my business and YouTube and everything. I have schedules and I have uh Excel sheets and I have all of that to keep me in line. And I'm like, meh. <laughs> let's just do it you're like i'll show up on fridays i'm good i'm good I'll show up. you do moderately on time too so that's great okay. yeah we're doing good um, so today for our discussion portion we are talking about mike wants in my will i, I did i actually asked for that promo item from john wick is that three or two three uh it's the parabellum one the parabellum is three because there's yeah, a big three in the middle the oh my god how do you own that um it's the, the promo for john book, which is a safe that i do not have locked what does it have yeah. so i have a notepad from the continental just tormenting me for no particular reason right a little note a little thing oh, about oh, the safe and whoever sends becky stuff could you please get my address on file the challenge coin the coin i think there might have been something else in here at one point i do not oh yeah there was a pen and we have i think a pencil from the continental so part of my job is to torture you just a little tiny bit i understand um but today we're talking about the films of Keanu Reeves. Keanu, whoa. I love my Keanu. Uh, that's all I have to say. <laughs> no other, there's no other thing. We're not going to go over all of them because do you know how many credits this man has? Well, that's the funny thing. People don't really realize how much work he's well, done. One is rumored. One, two... One's in pre-production, two are filming, and one is post-production. But if you take those out, we still have 101 titles. Yeah. I mean, and all of it wasn't, he wasn't the lead or the star, but a lot of it. I mean, honestly, for me, growing up. I'm going to actually pull up his IMDB. That's what I'm looking at right now on my little side monitor. Um, I really, I mean, I knew him from Bill and Ted. That's, you know 
that's where I was introduced to him. However, I mean, he's got stuff on Trying Times on Trying Times TV series in 1987, Babes in Toyland, 1986. First TV series was Hanging It. Yeah. Hanging in. I can't read anymore. Um, playing a Hanging it. Plan. So, I mean, for me, granted, he started acting when I was a little bit wee. So I was a little young. Were you a youngin? A little, I was bit, a youngin. little bit of a youngin. So when I Bill was a and Ted came around, which ironically, I saw the first and the second one at a drive in theater. All right. Because my parents, there was one, and it's still operational. Um, I, the last thing I well, saw there. It's Detroit, I mean. No, no, no. This was on the west side of the state um, wow. in Muskegon. And the last time I went with was with some friends in college. And I think we saw Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses and Identity. So that's been a few years. Mm-hmm. But they used to do double features and we would go and see Bill and Ted and then something else. Okay? Yeah. You know, but I think I saw Sister Act there and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, load up the yeah. uh, station wagon with kids and go Plop see a bunch in. of movies. So, right. Well, I remember Keanu. I, there was a movie called Young Blood he did with, with uh, Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. Okay. And he was a supporting role in it, but it was a hockey movie, and so of course, being a hockey player, it we watched relevant. it all the time. Yeah, it was relevant, and and Keanu was a, had a small little part in it. And uh, I was like, who is that dude? He was played the funny stoner kind of guy, um, but less stonery than he did in Parenthood and, and Bill and Ted. And uh, I was like, dude, he's funny. Like it was really, it, I, and I mean, I incessantly watched this movie over and over and over and over and over yeah, because that was just, well, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. Rob Lowe was also in it and the poster was Rob Lowe half naked. It doesn't I mean, hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was one of those movies you just watched um a lot and so Keanu was in that so then when Bill and Ted came around 1989 I was like dude it's him and I remember him in permanent record as well I don't remember that movie very well but I do I remember seeing it um seen that one. I think I saw it later on okay I think I saw it later on because I was really young but I thought I was like wait permanent that was him in permanent record but 89 was really the year where Bill and Ted and Parenthood came out and it yeah, kind of kind of took he off. played the same sort of role but i love uh, i mean and bill and ted you can you know that movie in and of itself it it's it's become so quintessential iconic i almost wore my wild stallion shirt but it's dirty because i would just work i mean those movies the first two not the newest one if, i don't know if you saw <laughs> hey, of course i saw it so the first two bill and ted movies are fantastic absolutely love it those are ones that i will always love even as flawed as they are they're goofy as hell you know but because yeah. those were the roles i kept seeing him in growing up i really didn't know him as anything other than you know that kind of stoner kind of character that he plays all right. the time so it wasn't until like later that he popped up in the matrix movies that i was like okay but then even there he doesn't emote a lot so it was kind of like all right he's just kind of drab guy in a sci-fi movie right. so you know i didn't have the love for keanu that you apparently did i mean well, i, I like him now right so i remember parenthood 
<laughs> when Parenthood came out. And my favorite is, and, and that movie in and of itself was probably way too adult for me to watch. I mean, that was like I think I have way seen over my, it, it, it's such a good movie. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's Steve Martin's best movie. And well, Dream Eagles, but I, one of Steve Martin's best movies, I think his most poignant movie, I'm going to say, because Diane Weiss was so good in this movie where she's like, ooh, here's one for my wallet. It's fucking brilliant. Keanu okay. plays Martha Plimpton's live-in boyfriend at the time. Okay. He didn't have a job. Um, so the slacker. And he was kind of a slacker, but he was trying. Like, you know, you could see him trying. Yeah. And Diane Weiss's son, um, her, her husband left them basically, and he was having all this time. And he's like, you know, he's talking to, you know, Keanu's character. He didn't have anyone talk to about sex and what it was going through. And he talked to Keanu and he comes in, he's like, whoa, that dude's messed up. Mm -hmm. That's, and he's like, I just said, dude, that's what little dudes do. And it was so funny, but he, he added a lot to the role. If you really look at the underpinnings besides yeah. his doing his stoner thing, there's these little things he does add to that part that you're like, dude, you really, if it was somebody, again, I was talking about if it was somebody else, they may not have had those nuances that he did. Right. And, and he really did that he he kind of nailed that that part and that's a hard thing because that cast had tom hall steve martin diane weiss jason robards rick moranis martha plimpton i mean it was a mary steenburgen i mean that cast was like boom like it was a huge gigantic cast and um he held his own and i think he added a lot to that character so that really impressed me and i think it's more um more nuanced than ted s preston ted well. preston Yes, but it was Ted Theodore kind of Logan. That. Oh my God, I almost said Ted S. Preston. What was I thinking? Ted Theodore Logan. Um, but Theodore Logan. I, and I, Bill and Ted are always Ted. Yeah. Or, Bill and Ted are always you know. I think those it's going to be our generation. Those ones are always going to be some of our favorites. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't not watch that and go. They wrote a script about two dudes traveling through time, collecting historical people. Phone mm -hmm. a pay phone with George Carlin yep. to save the world. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm in. Right. And they did it I love those twice. kind of movies. And they did it twice. They went to hell the last time. The second one, I enjoyed, but it wasn't... It's not as good as the first, no. Yeah. But the third and one also, is not as good you, as did you see? First. Did you see I Love You to Death, which was right after that? No. It was a good movie. It was Kevin Klein. Um... Again, I was too young when I saw it initially, mm -hmm. but uh, he also was really good. He played uh, an assassin okay. and he was really good. I think he was played an assassin. I'm going back in time now, my brain, my brain of randomness. Um, but he was really, that was also another movie to really look at. Okay. But so before you get into the Paula Abdul video of Rush Rush, because <laughs> I, it would be remiss of us to not because. mention the Paula Abdul well, video. Even and, though and he's uncredited. That, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if there are any credits for music video. It says he but, had a name as Jeff in it, but it's uncredited as Jeff. But you know, the funny thing is, I think that actually helped get him out of those kind the of stoner roles. roles. Yeah. The stoner roles. Because that video, how many times have people saw it? I mean, that video was played incessantly on VH1. Incessantly. 
And I think it did. I actually think it definitely changed some of the trajectory there. And it saw him in diff a different light for people because he wasn't playing the stoner. He was playing the romantic lead. And right. I don't know if it was, it was just something that you just kind of see over and 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 over. And you're like, oh, so you kind of, it does change things for people. Right. When you do that. So well, like I, I that, said, I did that, so many, I, you know. many roles where he wasn't the stoner up until the Matrix. Right. I know, actually, I mean, I'm looking at this and he was in Little Buddha and I know I'd seen that and he's in Johnny Mnemonic and I know I've seen that. So maybe it was just one of those that I was like, yep, he's there, but it didn't trigger anything for me. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> Triggered a lot for me. I'm um, sure it did. <laughs> And then, you know, then you put him with Patrick Swayze in Point yeah. Break. Two of my favorites. I love Patrick Swayze. Um, my friends are always like, why do you keep talking about Patrick Swayze? I just, he's such a cool dude. And um, he was like the guy you always wanted to, to be friends with, you know, back in the day. Like he just, yeah. you know, either he's Bodie in Point Break or he's Johnny in Dirty Dancing or he's in drag in Tu Wong Fu. Talk about balls, man. I, I mean, dude, too long food. It's so stupid, but I love it. So stupid and so good. But I mean, that's a lot. That's such a ballsy thing for an actor. And in Point Break, I mean, he and, Ke and Keanu got to play the straight guy there, quote unquote. He was the the cop, yeah. You know, who didn't have he wasn't the stoner because you would think he would have been the stoner guy, the stoner surfer, and he did the opposite, which I really thought was smart for him well, coming right off of the Paula Abdul video. Yeah, he probably had to get out of that role sometime. It's like kids being typecast, yeah. typecast. Until people see them in something else, that's all they're going to equate them to. And right. there's only so many stoner roles that you can get. Yeah, and exactly. And it's like, you know, you you forgive. Like, you know, there, for every Johnny Mnemonic, there's a point break. Yep. And so I'm like, dude, you're above the curve. You know, because I mean, Johnny Mnemonic, even though it was a little bit ahead of its time, but it was really not that good um at least he tried something different right you know well i mean um, if he's done a hundred plus titles at this point i mean he's been in a lot obviously that neither of us have seen but at least he's out taking risks okay I probably saw them. <laughs> there's a lot that i <laughs> well okay well, did you see my own private idaho no i just saw that name on there and i said i don't even know what that is that was a okay. That was a Gus Van Sant film. It was one of River Phoenix's last movies, and um, I believe it was one of his last. It was so well done. It was about two gay, um, or I don't know if they're actually gay, but they're um, hustlers living okay. on the streets. He, that role of his is so good. He and River Phoenix is like. One of the, it, it kills me still this day that we lost him so early because what yeah. would he have done later on? I mean, his roles, I mean, it's in the Patrick Swayze. It's like, right. he was still working up until the uh, yeah. day he died on set. Um, and River Phoenix is the same way. That was such a talent that we lost, the, the world lost. And I say we as the world because that that's uh, what he could have done. Just what we've seen and, and what we didn't get to get to experience because he is so talented um but the together the two of them oh that movie is it just kills me it's so good so good and 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 he and river had such great chemistry and again that's a balls the wall performance like i mean he's you know getting down and buck naked you know and to do something like that so early in his career 
right when he could you know at that time period too you're it looking at you know, a time period when it wasn't safe it's you know you look at brokeback mountain which was still kind of like oh my gosh this is you know oh and they got you know jake and heath got such great you know props oh you did this game movie well yeah you didn't do a game movie in the 90s when people were still not they're not being attacked now but back right. then it wasn't the world as open was a it wasn't whole as, different yeah it wasn't accepted it was a whole different world, and, different world and it's amazing how time changes so often and right. that movie was so quintessential 90s and yet it's so relevant to today so if you haven't seen it anyone you know grandma that's listening definitely check that out i think my grandma would love that because you know gay hustlers are really what she wants to see i'm sure your grandma um, would love that <laughs> god love you um so we're going into dracula uh okay. let's just skip that okay that movie, he, he was really bad in dracula i'm sorry i rewatched it I was like, I don't, I didn't, I, when Dracula came out, I don't know, did you see Dracula? Yes. With Francis Ford Coppola? Yep. Did you like it? Eh, exactly. I, 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 everyone's like, either love it or hate it. I'm on the hate it. I don't, I don't hate it. I liked it better watching it again, but wow, it just was kind of all over this miscast map. And, and poor Keanu just got lost and, you know, and he even talks about it in interviews. He was like, yeah, I'm watching that. I go, oh, you know, and. Um, but now he's got the it, it, affords he can look back and say, oh, this decision probably wasn't the smartest one, you know. Right. That, the privilege to be <clears throat> able to do that now. Well, so. of course. And that's what you do. But back then it was just like you watch this movie and you're like, Gary Oldman is over the top. Keanu is sleeping. Winona Ryder is somewhere out in the distance, you know, it was, right. it was just all a huge giant disconnect. And um, it kind of is crazy. The posters are beautiful though. Like how many of those <laughs> Just for the posters sake. I don't know, three. <laughs> well, and but then that, we have. Just a much ado about nothing. Did you see a much ado about nothing? Is, is so. in Shakespeare? Yeah. I, was, okay. So. I was a big Shakespeare as a kid. What? Oh yeah. I, I actually love this play. Yeah. Um, I was in, I forgot, was high school or college? And I was in the play. I played Claudio, which was Robert Sean Leonard's character. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we went to go see the movie. And all I kept, every time, I just kept quoting Keanu. He, he would go, Baraccio, what news? And that's what his line was. And, you know, it's like, it, I'm like, dude. No, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. He was really it. good. Though. Besides that, besides that moment, <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. Uh, I thought he was pretty good playing the bad guy. It was kind of nice to see him as a bad, you know, a bad guy, yeah. and not the guy the behind actor. the scenes. Not just the bad actor. Yeah, he was. He, he was hilarious. Like he was bad. Like his character was bad, and you know, in this light little fluffy movie with Emma Thompson. Back to Emma Thompson. Oh, see, there's your um, link. Kenneth Branagh, Denzel Washington, Robert Sean Leonard, Kate Beckinsale, one of her first movies of all time besides Last in Disco. And uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed him in it. I enjoyed the movie. Um, Baraccio, what news? I love it. <laughs> and, and again, it's like this. It's like, I give everything a pass. You know, it's like, like even Marky Mark, 
another yeah. one, I, a person I actually, I actually think is underrated. Um, I think for every, some of his roles are better now. Yeah, for some of every piece of crap he's done, it's like he's done the fighter and he, right. he got that movie made. And I'm like, dude, you get a pass for some of them you're done. Because <laughs> that movie, because that movie was really the fighter was such a good film. And of course, then we have Speed, which if you don't like Speed, you're a Martian because no, that movie is a genius. I mean, I haven't movie. seen it in years, but I enjoyed it when it came out. I mean, there's the whole physics and other issues, you know, eventually. Well, I mean, we've but, got to go faster. Right. Do you? you on know, a bus. But on a bus. Know, if we take that out of the equation, I mean, at the time I liked it, but what year did that come out? Do we remember? Uh, speed was 94. Yes, it was. So, so teen years for me, early teen years. So yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 you too. Um, but you know, <laughs> what the shade? Uh, <laughs> like what's happening right now? Uh, I, 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 Speed is always one of those classics you can watch. Dennis Hopper is so good. Yeah, chewing up the scenery. <clears throat> Sandra Bullock, her star making role. Right. Um. I mean, she just comes in and 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 yeah, nails that part. She was right before, right after Demolition Man. Right. She she came into Speed and those one two punch. She just knocked it out of the park. She that she solidified herself as America's sweetheart, the girl you could be, you could <clears throat> that guys want to date and the women want to be friends with, and that made her career. I mean. Right. Because she wasn't super gorgeous, and she was she was attainable, and she was friendly. Like that's that's what happened. Um, and Ke- and Keanu came in as a badass, shaved his head, totally different, buffed up, really played the part of the SWAT guy, and he played it really well. He did a great job being that dude, and uh, it was different than what we've seen before from him, right. which really um really helped quite a bit i think now, that. what's interesting is sandra bullock i mean she's done a lot of the fluff movies and stuff and i tend to love those the, the ones that she's in she has one coming exactly. out in november where she's released from prison after a violent crime so i'm like this could be a little <sighs> it's honey yeah. Yeah, you're not. I saw her face on my release schedule recently, so I had to pull that up. It's called The Unforgivable. So her only redemption is finding the estranged sister that she was forced to leave behind. We can and we can go through the films of Sandra Books. She's another one of my favorites. We'll talk about Um, her another. Not as much. It's just not as much lately, but that um, change in her type of style. But again, he had to do it, so he wasn't always the stoner. Maybe she's, I mean, she's a mom and all that now, but maybe she's sick of playing the cutesy fluffy roles, which I can understand. Yeah. You know? And it's tough, you know, you get, you get to a certain age and it's like, when is it not cute? Right. I mean, even the Misconduct movies, those were cute. Uh, I mean, she was kind of badass-ish, but it was still cute and fluff. Well, look at the proposal. I think that was kind of the last real romantic comedy she did, which I thought yeah. was adorable. Yeah, but you could kind of tell it was like mm, this. Maybe the last one you can get away with, honey. You know what I mean? Just kind of that little 
But yeah, but at the same time, would you say the same thing about Richard here? Richard Greer? It's gear, not Greer. That's cheese. Just put yeah, it out there. Whatever words. But <laughs> no, when it comes to you guys, wouldn't. you won't. But when it comes to women, they age out. Yep. So it's that kind yep. of bullshit. Look at Hugh Grant. Look at Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant can do romantic comedies until he's 75. Yeah, but I mean, apparently. Yeah. He's one that I like that he gets the crap beat out of him in the Bridget Jones ones because he's one that I don't mind him in certain roles, but at the same time, it's almost overwhelming. And he's not my favorite leading man. So I'm not saying he's my favorite. What I'm saying is he, that he get will away with do playing it the boppy romantic comedy guy until the cows come home. Yeah, but then he plays really weird roles like the bad guy in Paddington too. So yes. That was and a very English scandal, which is also really good. But again, digressing out of my Keanu. I'm not going to digress out of Keanu. Um, after Speed, though, okay, so after Speed, he mm-hmm. just did some bad choices for a while. Um, Up until you know, Giant Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, Giant Mnemonic, A Walk in the Clouds was literally still unwatchable. I, he tried to be romantic and no, feeling Minnesota, kind of the same way. I didn't really care for it. You have um, seen almost all of these, haven't you? Yeah, Chain Reaction, I think, was also mixed in there somewhere, <laughs> I believe. Okay. Um, and again, you know, it was there. Does anyone remember it exists? Probably not. Half of but then I think A Devil's Advocate came into play. Yeah. Uh, right around there. And that's with Al Pacino. And this is a movie, uh, and I think that was probably right before Matrix. Uh, it was a couple I don't know if it's before. Right be- no, it was right before. Yeah. Two years before. It was right before Matrix. Okay. Um, Which it's not working, so either my internet's out or that page is out. Like oh, the IMDb for it. I actually really enjoyed Devil's Advocate. I really liked what it brought up. And I liked Al Pacino's Al Pacino. You know what I mean? Like he was over the top. But I thought, yeah. I thought Keanu did a really good job. He paired with Charlize Theron as his wife and uh, Judith Ivy as his mom um his southern, southern southern lawyer southern lawyer and he was picking he he his specialty was picking juries okay and basically the whole Is idea that based was off a, a john grisham book i think they all were back then even that, if they that's weren't that's kind of my thought yeah yeah but and then al pacino played the devil who turned out to be his dad you know like it isn't yeah uh, he he slept with his mom got her pregnant and you know and the devil wanted him to take over and blah 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 he made the choice of killing himself to to not do all to, to stop the chain of reaction but mm. just the, the moral implications it really brought up i thought he did a good job I, I mean he held his own with al pacino al pacino chewed up the scenery like it was like he was a paper shredder and the walls were made of like you know from staples um right. but the movie itself, I actually still watch. I think it's really fun, and I think it's a good movie. And I actually have it signed by Al Pacino. I don't have Keanu on it though. You gotta find a Keanu day, dude. I need a hundred things signed by Keanu Reeves. I'd be like, can you just do a private signing at my home, please, Keanu? Please, please. Um, that could be a very scary situation. It really, dude. He'd be like, why do you want Johnny Mnemonic signed? Because it's Johnny Mnemonic still, even though they use floppy disks. Ah. God, yes. Um, but then, of course, we have the Matrix, yeah, which 
I mean, what do you say about th that? And again, for every walk in the clouds, if you can do a matrix, right? I mean, my God, this man was, you know, speed matrix. I mean, and so now I he's John the Wick. highlight reel. I knew the main movies. I didn't know all these smaller ones off on the side because I wasn't following him everywhere at the box office like you were. So, you know, and the funny thing is, I never thought I was. I just really have enjoyed him. I thought, you know, and I think one of the reasons is because he does a big movie and then mm -hmm. he'll do something crazy off the wall at my own private Idaho, much to do about nothing. And the Matrix in and of itself, when it was done, no one thought it was going to be what it was. Right. The Wachowskis weren't huge. They did the movie called Bound. Did you see Bound? No, but I, I know the story that they had to get that one made in order to do the Matrix. Yes. So Bound is one of the coolest movies I think ever it it it's um it, Joe Joe Pantalo I can't say Pantalonia from the Matrix is in it and Goonies uh but the way they use their angles the way they do it it's a very small little film with Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon and it's really well done like you watch that movie and you're like damn this is amazing this is good like it was so good and so unexpected you can see why they would trust them to do right. something they, like the Matrix in some way. They level. did enough in it to prove that they could do it. So yeah, and the and Matrix it, only was made. <clears throat> you know, I think the budget was between fifty and sixty million, which is nothing. You know, no. for that kind of a movie. But what they did, damn. Right, and then it's. I mean, it reshaped sci-fi movies and a bunch of stuff. And yep. I mean, one, two, and three, and the Animatrix and all of that. Yeah. So I think we have all of those here. So. I mean, two and three get really bashed heavily. They're not as bad as people say. Um, they're not. They're not. They're not as good as some people say. <clears throat> they're not what I would enjoy. I think it got really heady, and I think the the Wachowskis both got kind of in their. They're breathing their own fumes a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and they wanted to tell this giant story and it just got really overly complicated where the first one was fairly simple. Machines took over, they're harvesting humans, living on their energy, humans are trying to fight back. It's very simple. And they're using this thing called the matrix to get in and that's yeah. how they're doing it. It wasn't like it was complicated, but simple. When it came Although, to- The new one is going to be even more complicated because they're bringing- Yeah. People. And then is it just all created or is it- they never actually died and you know it's this whole weird thing like the trailer for it's pretty interesting so i really liked the trailer um and i thought it's great seeing carrie Ann moss and keanu back right and i love the little moment that they have in the trailer and i like the trailer quite a bit and i think it's going to be interesting how they're going to incorporate their characters being they both died spoiler alert in the third one and i think at this point like, did number like, three come out I know they were back to back but I mean okay so a character a character like Jada Pinkett's character is she you know because she's back in this one is she gonna be her own her old character or is she a new character or is she the Matrix or is she what's happening you know there's people already analyzing and breaking down the trailer just the outfit changes the little differences in you know every yeah. little detail because it could be anything in that movie but it kind of gives it that right. whole you know that's the joy of those movies they can change and tweak tiny details and 
if you know yes. what they're doing, it leads you to another part. It's right. And, so. you know, it's it's very interesting. I, I'm actually really excited about it, more seeing now the trailer. I was actually like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. But now I'm a little more excited. Especially and I thought the Wachowskis... I don't know. We were excited about the new Bill and Ted movie, and then that one went... Bleh. So... You know, uh, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um, I love it. I thought I thought it was a little a little dry. Um, I didn't like the fact that all of the movies led up to their their daughters, and it was really all about the daughters, and it kind of bugged me a little bit. I think especially I didn't like a them. Generation. <clears throat> I agree. I just didn't like those two characters that much. I thought yeah. they were a little more affected and. That's not why we like those movies. Right. So I got it, but it kind of like, mm, I didn't love it at the same time either. So it, it, let me tell you, I saw it once and mm -hmm. I never needed to see it again. Right. Exactly. And that tells you a lot because I've seen Bill and Ted and Bogus Journey like a lot. You know, how many times? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I am excited for the new Matrix. I think that I think it's going to be good. And I also think the, the Wachowskis had so many misfires with Cloud Atlas, uh, the movie where Channing Tatum was half wolf and Mila Kunis was some god or something. Oh, unwatchable, basically. I'm trying um, to think which movie that is. It was, it was, uh, oh God, it was so bad. Mila Kunis. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but. Um, well, I know there's the that. one where she's like a queen or something. Yeah, she became a queen and he's a dog boy and he starts sniffing her or something. It was really strange. And then, but I don't know if you saw Sense Eight on Netflix. The Wachowskis did a really great job with Sense Eight, and I really liked the way they did it with this expanded. They had a more of a platform uh, to do to work with a little bit, and it was yeah. really all intersecting lives. How they all kind of came together from this one. It's it's one of the, it's very much a Wachowski story, but they did a really good job and i was like oh thank god they kind of got back to making what they should making back i don't think um i think it's only lana no i i think it's only lana in this movie okay. i don't think her sister is doing this one if i if i could if i remember correctly i i, I know only one i don't know if it's lana um for the new um that's doing the new one the new matrix let me see if imdb decides to work with me there that's working i do i do see a john wick chapter five yeah they've greenlit four five and 15 so we'll see what happens um, wait, wait four five and 15 <laughs> yeah they're just gonna be like let's just do john wicks um uh, why not you know? yeah it's just lana for the new one the it's plot is okay. currently unknown all right so is that the actual As... boilerplate or is that the uh official statement because for this movie that could be the boilerplate uh, yeah <laughs> um anyway but i i do think those were some fun things also wanted to mention before we get too far down the rabbit hole uh -huh. um the replacements is also very good the mm -hmm. football comedy he did i also liked hardball quite a bit um another sports movie he did a couple sports movies in there one movie you probably haven't seen starring kate blanchett called the gift he played uh, her horrible husband, a very small role, but he did such a good job and no one saw that movie. Um, but it's it's really good. And she's really good. 
because she's Kate Blanchett and she can, you know, and she's good. do whatever she wants to do in her life. Um, and she's amazing in it. But um, before we get into, you know, we got talked about the matrices, but, mm-hmm. you know, another movie that I really felt like should have had a few more sequels was Constantine. Yes. And not the TV series spinoff from the movie. No, the movie itself was so well done. Uh, Rachel Weiss was great. He was great. He, he, that was almost like tailor-made for him. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a great job. He owned it. Um, he was really fun. And I love the ending. Oh my gosh. It was, um, it's a good and, movie. And his, his chemistry with Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. She, again, one of my absolute favorites of all time. Um, and by the way, one of the nicest humans on the planet. I got to interview she, her. You do? I did for Dr. Strange. Uh, did you love her? Yes, she was very I sweet. could talk to her for a hundred years. I could I could literally, I, I, uh, she's so well done. I saw a uh, retrospective of her roles uh, several years ago. Could just listen to, there was a few people that, I mean, I've gone to more Q&As than anyone in the world, I think at some point but there was like and I can there. count how many people well I'm, yeah but I can count how many people I could still listen to mm-hmm. or would have like I wish this was longer and it was her and Anthony Hopkins and that was it you know one that we interviewed and they gave us like a half hour to interview them before you know the movie or whatever um and we all had questions lined up we got in two yeah. questions Jeffrey Rush not bad Jeffrey Rush just, he just talked. And it was like listening to your grandfather tell you stories. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. He just kept going. He talked the whole time, which makes it almost impossible to break down for an article. But it was still, but. it's one of those I'm like, okay, can we just keep adding time? It was nice. You know? Uh-huh. So that one was nice. And, you know, I, I also, if, if so, if anyone out there listening, if anyone is, um Constantine definitely check that out if you're a fan because he if you're ever on the fence of that one you know it was um ah so good and then you know then you can forgive okay so it's like you go all right you know I don't want to see the lake house ever again no it's it was so terrible and I both him and Sandra Bullock looked like they were asleep and why would you put these two in a movie together and separate them with the time traveling mailbox, I just can't. I went I mean, to the premiere of that, others, and I was like, "What the fuck?" You could watch over and over, like Tom Hanks, you know, and Meg Ryan. They've done however many movies together. Yeah, how many they've know? done? So it's you know? possible, but they didn't do it well. So yeah, and then you know, and after it was funny because after Constantine, you know, he did that crappy ass movie, and then you know he did he had some clunkers like The Day of the Earth Stood Still. 47 Ronin, I keep trying to watch mm-hmm. and I keep turning it off because I can't sit through it. It's so bad. And I, I, I do try. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. No, I can't. No, I can't. You know, the you don't have to won. watch every movie in existence, right? I like, I, I mean, even if it's just on in the background as I'm checking my email or something, it's like, it's fun to have on. But yeah. that movie, it, no. it's, it's just incomprehensible. It's on par with Matt Damon's The Great Wall as like, what the F were you thinking? Um, I, I just couldn't do it. But then, of course, then you know, you, so you have a couple of those. Then you do 
freaking John Wick. Right. And you blow the house off of everything again. Like and that's, it's, so it's what is fast. It's like you have these pillars, like, you know, Bill and Ted, Matrix, Speed, John yeah. Wick. I mean, yeah. and, and you have like the, the really good ones that are also there, maybe not as big as those, but it's like, bam, it's like this is like uppercuts. And no one's had a career like, like that. John Wick, we hadn't seen them. Um, like we didn't see them when they were in theaters. And I think Jason was at Man Night and one of his friends is like, you need to watch these movies. You need to watch these movies. So finally we got them from Redbox or something and we watched mm -hmm. all of, the, well, it was just the first two. We watched them back to back, you know, and now obviously the third one and now fourth and fifth are coming. So. And 15 and 55 and. You know, John Wick will be in a wheelchair and be like, I'm going to get you for getting my dog, second dog's puppy. You know? Like you would complain. <laughs> I'd watch it. I know you would. You have a cane and his cane will have a sword. And I'm like, yes, done. You go, Grandpa Keanu. They didn't they do that in Extraordinary Gentleman or something like that? The cane well, with the knife? Uh, so. I, there's nothing, I mean, those movies, you know, they're always, just, they're just fun. Like, yeah. He's so good. He's so good in the role. And what nailed, I mean, you can make a sequel to that movie. You know, the last one was was still good. Like it was a good movie. Halle Berry was fun. He, they mm -hmm. teamed up really well. Um, the beginning setup was perfect. You know, destroying yeah. Alfie Allen for, for killing his dog in his car. And you're like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I mean, with- He's already fragile. And then you this just kept going. Man, these people need to all die. Right. I am down. I am down, 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 kill, 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 go. Right. They deserve it. And it's one of those movies that you know going and seeing those movies that it's just going to be violence. It's going to be fighting and it's going to be nonstop. But that's why you go and see you're okay movie. with it. Yeah. I mean, you're it's okay not like it. you're going in to see something and not like if you go to John Wick and expect it to be some heartfelt, loving, dovey story, you went in the wrong theater. So- But it kind of is though. If you, if you stop and think, it really kind of is a little bit of a love story. Him and his wife and the dog, you know, and the dog being a conduit for his wife. Right. That in a way, he it's a revenge love story. Okay, but yes, there is a lot of love one. there. In the first one. In the one, first yes. one. After then it's just kind of like, whatever, I just want to kill people. Right. That's almost like um, there was a movie. Oh crap. I saw it and it was this year. And it was something similar. And the guy used to be um he used to basically be a cleaner. And, you know, he's just doing the family thing or whatever, and he gets pulled back into it. Oh, what the heck was that called? But it's a similar kind of concept, but everybody took him for granted. They, what the heck is that movie called? Bob Odenkirk's in it. Remember that. It came out this year. Oh, oh. Uh, nobody. Yes. There you go. Say, I can remember. Bob Odenkirk did a great, great job in that too. And you know, and it's one of those, that one, I think we had watched the trailer before we watched it, but we didn't expect to enjoy that as much as we did. But at the same yeah, time, it it's really one good. of those that once it starts going, it's going. So, and it's it, really absolutely. good. So I think that and one was a little we, underrated. I, I agree. And actually it should have been a wider release. I think, I don't know if COVID affected that or not. It did, um, but. It, I don't know. That came out. Was it last year or this year? I think it was last year or earlier this year or or something like that. I remember. I remember seeing it. But I really enjoyed that too. Um, but before we go off of the films and wrap up a little bit, I wanted to talk about 
The Neon Demon. And it's a film you should never see. Good. Don't add it to um, my list. No, don't add it to your list. It's the weirdest fucking film I've ever seen. And I, I, went, to a, I went to the Arclight here mm-hmm. in LA um, when it was still open. <laughs> and Keanu was there for a Q&A. Okay. And I was like, <clears throat> this movie looks so weird. And oh, was I right? It was one of the worst films I've ever seen. It was done by the director and writer of Drive. Okay. And it was about models in LA and Elle Fanning comes into LA wanting to be a model and they kind of take her in and Jenna Malone's in it with these model girls. And Jenna Malone, she's a, a mortician. Bella Heathcote's a model. And Keanu kind of runs the, he's only in a very small part. He probably shot for like a week. I mean, maybe two days if if max. And he's barely in it. And it was such a weird fucking movie. Like at the, you just kind of go, okay, this is interesting. And then there's so much little metaphor. Like there's all of a sudden she opens her door and there's a tiger in her door. Okay. Or a lion or something. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then midway through, Jenna Malone starts having sex with a dead body and yeah. yeah and then at one point one of the girls dies and they eat her and you're like oh okay in a pool that's, that has no water and then they go somewhere else and when one girl starts throwing up her body and you see her eyeball she picks up the eyeball from the puke and then she eats the eyeball again. And you're like, what the F? And, and honestly, Keanu, to his credit, uh-huh. was in the Q&A and he said, so I think the question in everybody's mind is, why? what the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> like, and I, I was like, I, I mean, I walked out like three times. I was like, right. I, I need to pee. I never walk out to pee during a movie. Um, and I was like, I don't really care. I don't care what I'm missing. It was this bad. If it's that bad, you really, and, uh, that's bad. Yeah. And I, I mean, I went mainly because Keanu was there and I needed a matrix poster and he signed it. So I was happy. I mean, I was like, basically I was like, this poster is getting signed today. If I had to see this fucking movie. Um, and it did. So I was okay. There's certain things but, I give up on. I'll be like, nope, nope, not worth it. <laughs> I, I just, I just. But again, so here's what I'm in the whole point of bringing it up, besides the fact that I'm warning people, please don't see this, is that he will go from something from John Wick mm-hmm. to something that to this bad. trippy, weird art movie, kind of like he did all the way back Bill and Ted days when he did My Own Private Idaho with um, Gus Van Sant. Mm-hmm. I really respect that. I really respect that people do that. And it's not just like they're getting these next thing, like what's happening in my career. He didn't do that for his career. He did that because he's like, oh, what the fuck? You know, I really respect that in 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 the he's way he chooses his projects. He's got enough money and enough um pull that he can oh, do well, whatever yeah. he wants whenever he wants now. So right. I mean, but at I the mean, same time, back then, if you look at the trajectory of what he's done, right. he's never done that. It's always done that. He's always done that, even when right. he was just up and coming. But he's also one of those celebrities that takes whatever he has to help other people too you know he is as a human um he's a great person he's a great person i mean the stories are endless of that so 
uh, I just love the guy. I just, I really do. I can, I usually watch everything he's in. And, uh, but I think it's fun to kind of go through some of these projects like this and, and start talking about it. Cause you really do start seeing a pattern when yeah, you start talking and, about it. And, and basically I also start seeing that, Hey, Mike, get the fuck out of the house a little bit. Cause all you do is watch movies and, and yeah. I thought I heard hail or something outside. We have storms coming as always. Oh, all right. yeah. but I think this, this is a fun little trip down Keanu lane. <laughs> yeah. That sounds and- awesome. Well, We're we'll going see. down Keanu Lane. Let's go with me to Keanu Lane. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Let's go to Keanu Lane. Grab and the fixel. Let's go. Update everybody on what I can tease him with whenever I start getting stuff in the mail. Yeah, it's tormentous. Yeah. It's, it's really what it is. And that's a new word that I'm coming up with today, kids. It's called tormentous. What Becky does to Mike on her off time. But he enjoys it. I don't know. I enjoyed it for her pose. He did it. <laughs> anyway yeah i'm not quite that level of a bitch sorry um i mean i have days trust me i'm aware i see the facebook posts um so all right we need to pick some films for next week well what do you want to watch i i'm going i think we just pick some i just want to i don't know if i'm going to have a theme here but i am going to go with one of my i want to pick films where you love the character, a character, not necessarily the whole movie, but a character. Like you, you can look at a movie and you can say, this character is one of my favorite characters of all time. See, all right. So I might have to message you back. I love how you give these assignments and you have it in your head. I know. This is what but I'm telling everybody because I'm sitting here going, I know exactly what I'm going to pick. <laughs> But See, and yet I, I try and I honestly I came up with it 15 minutes ago when I was talking about Keanu because you could look at all the characters he did Ted Neo right. you know uh, John Wick these are characters that you love you may not love the overall movie but you love this so I'm going to go with my pick okay. I, 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 can you guess which pick I'm going to choose are you going to make me watch Batman Batman Returns well we own that one so um which has my fate i'm out of characters i think this is my favorite character of all time and that's the michelle pfeiffer version of catwoman and you're putting me on the spot a character that i love well think about indiana jones han solo something else harrison ford didn't play um you know there's a lot you can do there the the, the fact that you think harrison ford would be it (laughs) i mean i don't mind those movies but you know well i'm also looking at my indiana jones poster and i'm looking at you know, you know I'm looking star around wars my and room. i'm looking my all my movie stuff is like right here so you're going to probably yell about this movie oh jesus i love this movie but i'd like okay but here's the thing too with picking something kind of like this without planning it you really kind of get the idea of truth without having to think about it because if that's what you're thinking at first your first instinct that's kind of the reality as opposed to thinking about oh i forgot about this but and it's a movie that you're going to complain about one it's not in season but two it's another actor in a role that he doesn't usually play and i forget his character's name and i love him in this role 
but you love the character. You don't know his name. Great. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm seeing this really. Dude, this is really going to work out well. I told you I'm bad at names. I know the actor's name. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on. Well, what movie is it? The Holiday. Oh, I love The Holiday. Okay. I would never pick a character from that movie. I like Jack Black's character in this movie. It is not You're Jack Black. You're so weird. He is. Okay. So, like I said, it's not in season. Like, if we were going to go... Well, it kind of is. I mean, you know, it's coming up. It is, but we should probably do more Halloween-type movies. But, I mean, there's plenty of those. I mean, you kind of threw one at me. So... Um, well, this is Christmas. Honestly, it takes place at Christmas. Okay, so we're doing Christmas in October. There you go. I mean, no, we're doing care, our favorite characters. Yeah. I think it's odd that Jack Black would be your favorite character. I mean, I love that I'll movie go in general, it. but I just like him as that character. I like him as a person. I don't always like his goofy roles, but I like that character. So there you go. That's what you get. Okay. I mean, I, I thought it'd be something more iconic. No, but, it doesn't, why does know, everything have to be like iconic? Elle Woods or, you know. Yeah, this Frank isn't movies from Rocky Horror. Or, I know. It, I think the world should be. It'd be a better place. But, you know, I get it. It's all good. We're breaking you out of your mold, Michael. I, I like the holiday. I, I actually have, uh, I have another poster sign, but, the, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's normally when i don't watch till december but i'm okay watching. no it's a fun cute movie I, I i enjoyed it i'm making oh, you watch scott less love makes me watch it all the time who does yeah scott okay. scott watches it a lot and uh i haven't seen it in a little bit of time i did visit some of the filming locations i'm sure because they're all out there well the cameron diaz's house a friend mm -hmm. of scott's lives in it Oh, nice. And uh, the some of the I'll restaurant scenes later. were actually, yeah, some of the some of the restaurant scenes of that one were actually shot at Grace Stoke okay. Mansion, where they did Gilmore Girls, which which was the University of Gilmore Girls, and yeah. the kitchen from Witches of Eastwick, and the halls from Witches of Eastwick. Um, a lot get shot there. That was actually some of uh, Death Becomes Her, which is shot I there too, which is another movie. one of my favorites. I do too. I do love that movie. It's so stupid, but I love it. So, like I, said, I need to I, I a friend of mine just bought that for me on blu-ray for my birthday so i'm gonna rewatch it so there you go all right so those are the movies for next week you good? all right all right the holiday and batman returns with the incomparable michelle pfeiffer yes i knew that was going to happen eventually so well i mean i don't know why i only have the neon sign and the thing up there uh-huh all right, so that is it for today, and we'll be back next week with talking about Batman Returns and the holiday, and we'll choose a topic next week. That's right. All right, bye, Grandma. Thanks for listening.